eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome on in. WIP Daily Joe Gilio with you. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast here. And a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. I, I truly appreciate everyone who makes time to listen to this podcast. And hopefully we hit some winners here with NFL picks for Week 16. Started off with the Rams and the Saints on Thursday. I did have the Rams minus the I think it moved to four and a half for kickoff. I, I got it at three and a half. So that we got we're off to a good start. Feeling good about the week. Five picks for you as we do every week. Pretty good run the last, um, you know, good amount of weeks here. Last three, four weeks, feeling good about the picks. Let's get into it for week 16. These games are huge. Big playoff implications all over the place. This week, I'm on three favorites, two dogs. Let's get into a game number one that I like this week. Let's go to Carolina. And I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers minus the four and a half on the road against Carolina. Big bounce back spot for the Packers. Desperation time for the Packers. Any chance they have to make the postseason now requires winning out. A couple weeks ago... They're a favorite. I'm thinking this team's on a roll. They beat the Lions. They beat the Chiefs. If they continue this, boom, the Packers are going to be a tough out in the postseason. Then what happened? Well, they go, they lose to Tommy Cutlets and, and Tommy DeVito and the Giants on a Monday night. All right, we gave him a pass for that. Tough game, road game, young team off a couple emotional wins. You give him a little break. Maybe it just was a hiccup. Then they go home last week and they couldn't stop Baker Mayfield. Very alarming for the Packers. But here is a get right spot for the Green Bay Packers on the road against the Panthers. Couple things stand out. Number one, bad team off a rare emotional win. Are the Panthers going to be up for another game? I, I doubt it. I mean, they got their second win. They avoided full humiliation. I mean, it's one thing to win one game or two games. Pretty humiliating. You get, you know, you get to two over the one. I think that's going to take a little wind out of the sails of the Panthers who got that big divisional win in a close game last week against the Atlanta Falcons. So I don't think Carolina's got up for it. Plus, Carolina's two wins are by the skin of their teeth at home against very young and raw quarterbacks. And now Jordan Love fits that bill as well, but they barely beat the Texans. Texans were banged up that day on the road, and they were off a bye. They barely beat the Falcons. They're a mess. The coach might get fired, and it took a Desmond Ritter ridiculous circus interception in the fourth quarter for them to even have a chance to win that game. So they're this close to being winless. The Carolina Panthers haven't run one play this season in which they're leading in the fourth quarter. Both wins came on the final play when they were trailing and they kicked the field goal to win the game. No team 
since 19, at least 91, maybe beyond that, but that's when the data goes back, has gone an entire season without leading in the fourth quarter at the beginning of any play. This is a, a really... I mean, all-time kind of bad team in Carolina. I believe the Packers bounce back. They have the better coach in this game. They have the better quarterback in this game. They have the better skill players in this game. They will bounce back. They will win this game by a touchdown. I'm laying it. Packers minus the four and a half for game number one here. Game number two, and I love this one. I I love it. I know it's another road favorite, and those kind of worry a little bit, but I love the Lions this week on the road against the Minnesota Vikings to clinch the NFC North. I'm not aware. Look, the Lions have played now four games as road favorites. They're four and one straight up and against the spread. They cover. They win. They haven't played five games as a road favorite in a season since 2013, so this is rare air for them. But they've done well. And Jared Goff, when he plays good opponents, he does well. Nine and three in the last 12 games above 500 or better opponents straight up. And he's 13 and four against the spread in this spot since 2021. Second best in NFL besides behind Burrow in terms of covering against a you know a good or pretty good opponent. And I, I think that that is a great sign. I thought Goff played much better last week. Great plan on offense. They've got a lot rolling on offense right now. The offensive line is healthy. Ragnow's out there, healthy. Laporta and Gibbs and Montgomery and Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams. And they got a lot on this offense right now. And I notice a little bit more energy out of that defense back at home. Look, the one thing about the Lions is they bounce back from tough spots. And I also think they're very focused on finishing this division. I believe they will do it this week and take out a Vikings team. That is a nice, cute story. But I think the the injury issues at quarterback have finally caught up. Like the Nick like Nick Mullins, really? Is that what we're doing? Is that is that what we're doing? We're gonna go there. I, I, I just don't think he's good enough right now to take the reins and win a big game for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go with the Lions this week. It's a very light number, just the minus three. I think they'll win this game by more than that. I don't think Minnesota will have enough answers on offense to match what the Lions can do on offense. And I think on a fast-track dome, it's built for the Lions to do really well. Give me the Lions. Minus the three, game number three, to win the NFC North. If you were on the Lions preseason, you got a future on them to win the NFC North. Boom, you got yourself a hit ticket on on Sunday when they win this football game. All right, let's go to game number number three. Let's go to the Texans. Texans and the Browns. Let's take a dog here. I'm going to take the Texans plus two and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns here. Look, this is... Sometimes you got to fade the reactions. Sometimes you have to kind of, you may be enjoying a story, but you know the story is going a little overboard here. And I think this is going a little overboard when it comes to the Browns thing. So a couple things. One, I mean, am I going to allow lay points on the road with Joe Flacco? No, I mean, I think the Browns are a great story, and I think they could be dangerous in the right spot in the postseason. I'm kind of hoping for a Browns-Ravens game in the postseason just to watch how cool would that be, like Flacco going back to Baltimore against a team you won a Super Bowl for, and then the quarterback who they basically drafted to take his job and Lamar Jackson. So there's still more meat on the bone of this Brown story, but let's just take a deep breath. They barely beat the Bears at home last week. Now they go play a better team in the Houston, Texas, and the Bears are at least a comparable kind of team. And a team in the Texas that is very much alive for the division title because the issues the Jaguars are having and because a big win they had last week in Tennessee. And I understand the quarterback situation is murky. It's probably not going to be C.J. Stroud for the Texans on on Sunday. It's probably going to end up being Case Keenum, who was there last week. And, you know, they're probably going to put him out there. Mike Garofalo, NFL Network, said it's probably Case Keenum in place of Stroud. I'm okay with that. I'm, I mean, Case Keenum's seen a lot of football. He's been a backup a long time. The guy's 
took a team to an NFC Championship game as a starter in 2017 for the Minnesota Vikings. He's not a bum. He can get to get you through a couple games, and I think there's life here to the Texans. So I'm fading the Browns, fading the Flacco story on the road. A couple other things. Um, Stefanski's done a wonderful job this year, certainly coach of the year kind of material for the work he's done having four quarterbacks and getting to the postseason or, you know, about to get to the postseason. But Stefanski way better as a favorite against the number, a dog against the number. He's 16, 13 and one against the spread as a dog, only 15 and 20 against the spread as a favorite. They are not great after a loss under, uh, after, after a win, excuse me, under Stefanski, 13 and 20 straight up after a straight-up win under Stefanski. So they, the Browns haven't been able to kind of hold on to prosperity here and go on long winning streaks. I, I'm going to doubt they could do it on the road here. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago when I was on the Rams when the, when the Cleveland Browns went out to Los Angeles. Their defense is so different away from Cleveland. It's one of the most remarkable things I've seen in the league in a couple years. It reminds me of the course field effect in baseball, but it shouldn't make any sense. Like in, You get it, the humidor and the altitude and how the ball travels, how the pitches work, how pitchers' bodies feel, the curve not curving as much, the outfield and the ball flying out. You, know, you could kind of get the science behind why there's the course effect in Major League Baseball with the home runs and runs and, and offense and all that. I mean, is unless we're calling this like the Lake Erie effect, I have no idea what the heck this is, why the Browns' defense is so much better at home than it is on the road. Let me give you more examples. So we have now eight home games of data. We have six road games of data. This will be their seventh road game this week. So the Browns have now allowed 13.1 points per game at home. They have allowed 30.7 points per game on the road. The, the home number is the best mark in the NFL. The road number is the worst mark in the NFL. In terms of points per game allowed, they literally go from the top to the bottom when they walk out of Cleveland. It's nuts. And this game will be played in Houston on the road. This was billed. It probably the schedule makers thought, big game, playoff implications, maybe. Deshaun Watson goes back. Texas play spoiler. Actually, it's a game both teams need for playoff positioning. I'm going to take the Texas plus the two and a half. I think they're going to cover this number and can upset the Browns in Houston with a road game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get to some haymaker kind of games here for my final two picks of Christmas weekend across the NFL. Game number four, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys plus the one and a half against the Miami Dolphins. Huge game. It's an implication game. It's a storyline game. It's a game that will follow both of these teams for a little while here, even though it's it's not the be-all and the end-all. It's an NFC-AFC game. Both teams can probably still accomplish what they want without this one. I think the game is probably bigger for Dallas. Their hopes of winning the NFC East reside on winning out and hoping the Eagles slip up once. If they lose, they're going to have to Eagles. They're going to need the Eagles to slip up twice. And with the Eagles schedule, Giants, Cardinals, Giants, 
it's hard to imagine two losses by the Eagles. One, yeah, perhaps, um, but not. But two seems a little bit less likely. So Dallas needs to win out and take care of their business here. Now they're getting points here. The Miami offense is incredible. Miami's defense has gotten better and better last month and a half, two months. I really like what they're doing. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is back to playing at a super high level. Fangio is really smart. They get the shutout last week. But then, I mean, the thing about these two teams is they don't beat other good teams. Now, Dallas has the feather in their cap of the Eagles game a couple weeks ago, though there's a fair question right now, are the Eagles really that good? But they do have a win over a team with 10 wins. The Miami Dolphins do not. Um, Miami sits 20-21, 4-11 straight up versus teams above 500, 19-8 straight up against teams below 500. They haven't beaten a team with a winning record since they beat the Bills in week three of last season. They're the only team without a win over a team with a winning record in that span, 0-7 straight up. So something's got to give. Dallas struggles on grass. Dallas second straight road game. Dallas struggles with good teams. Miami struggles with good teams. Miami struggles with physical teams. Like Something's got to give here in this game. And I just think Dallas needs the game more. Miami's game in Baltimore next week probably means the most to their seeding. Like if Miami wins against Baltimore and Buffalo, they win the division. They will have a top two seed very likely, if not the number one seed. So they need this game and it's only a big one for them, but I'm willing to take Dallas in this game. I think Dallas's offense gets a little bit back on track and I think they'll be able to limit some of the huge plays down the field um, you know, by Tyree Kill, assuming he's good to go and the ankle is good. Very, it's a tough game to call. Toss-up game. I'm going to go Dallas. I got 30-27, 27-24. Really, really good game on Christmas Eve. Give me the Cowboys, plus the one and a half for game number four. Game number five, we go to Monday Night Football. This is the final game of the week. And boy, it, it looks like it could be a really, really big time. Big time uh, Monday Night Football game. In fact, it's one of the it's one of the best one record wise we've ever seen. I mean, this late in the season, have two teams with this many wins, eleven each. It's pretty remarkable. I'm, I'm at the point now. I think the Ravens are a very good team, a, a likely Super Bowl entrant type of team, top team in the AFC. Great defensive numbers. Lamar's a high level player, well coached. They're wonderful. But I I'm at the point now with the Niners where I think we might be trending towards all time good. So the Niners now eight of their wins. I've been by 16 or more points this season. Eight wins of 16-plus points through 14 games is the most. This is a 2007 Patriots. They have 10 double-digit wins through 14 games, most since the 2007 Patriots. Are you sensing a trend here? The record for double-digit wins during the Super Bowl era is 13 by the 99 Rams. The 49ers can match that by winning their final three games by double digits. They've now caught the Dolphins in terms of Yards per play. Miami was off to historic pace. They really padded that with that game. They beat the Broncos up in, in, in the fall. The 49ers actually now lead by a small margin. Highest yards per play through 14 games through Blair. The 2000 Rams. The 2004 Colts. Then the 2023 49ers. 18 Chiefs. 23 Dolphins. So two big-time offenses this year in that top five. But the Niners are there. Read an article this week about the 49ers kind of comparing their offense and their team to the 94 team, the last Niners team to win the Super Bowl. You make a real case, this team's got a better offense. That team had Jerry Rice and Steve Young. This team's unbelievable. I think they will move the football on a really, really good Ravens team, but I think the difference is the Mark Andrews absence not qu- and the, the Mitchell you know, injury is going to you know, really put a, 
a strain on the run game, which he, that kid had emerged and played so well. Keaton Mitchell, they'll miss him. I think this is where just not as many options, not as many weapons. The fast linebackers, you know, Spy Lamar, I don't think he'll be able to be as effective as Purdy will be against the other side here. I expect a really great game. This is the kind of game I think ends up 31-23 at the end. You know, it's just too much offensively for the 49ers. I'm going to lay the five and a half. I think San Francisco is the team to beat in the NFL. They will continue their march to the number one seed. I will lay the five and a half, even though these two teams are both really good. We could see the game again in the Super Bowl in Vegas, you know, in in less than two months. We could see this football game again, but I do like the 49ers in this game coming up on Monday Night Football to round out Week 16 in the NFL. All right, just to uh, to wrap it up here, the five picks and uh, all the odds, courtesy, of course, my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Packers minus the four and a half over the Panthers. Lions minus the three over the Vikings. Give me the Texans plus the two and a half over the Cleveland Browns. I will take the Dallas Cowboys plus one and a half over the Miami Dolphins. And I will take the San Francisco 49ers minus five and a half Monday Night Football over the Baltimore Ravens. You guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend, your Christmas, your holiday season. There will be WIP Daily next week. So, you know, keep looking in your feed. Auto downloads are the best way to get the show. And, of course, the Midday Show, doing one show next week on Tuesday, reacting to the Eagles and the Giants. Merry Christmas. Hope everyone has a wonderful, healthy, and happy, and just awesome Christmas with you and your family. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great one. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.